Hey guys, Riley Ray here. Um, welcome to my first episode ever. I am so glad that you guys are tuning in. Thank you so much. Um, this episode is going to be surrounding um, my childhood um, and how I ended up with the diagnoses that I did. So let's go ahead and jump into it. This episode is um, going to be really personal for me um, and probably hard to to discuss. And so um, if I stumble over my words a lot, I apologize. Um, this is just bear with me. Um, it's not easy to talk about my childhood sometimes because of some of the stuff that, that I went through. And I'm a, typically a pretty private person and um, I don't usually open up unless I know you really well. So this is a different experience. Um, but the goal is that hopefully you guys will be able to get to know me a little bit better and maybe take some of this stuff today away and be able to um, at least um, say to yourself, you know, I can relate to that. And at least there's somebody else out there who um, understands a little bit of what I'm going through or what I went through as well. And, you know, hopefully helps your day. So my childhood, um, I don't think it was horrible, but it wasn't the greatest. And there's a lot of traumatic experiences that I ended up um, um, kind of enduring and that and really shaped who I am today. Um, we didn't live in the best neighborhood as a kid. And um, to be honest with you, my home life was felt like a battle zone. And so did my so did going to school, the neighborhood, like everything was a battle zone. And, um, you know, my dad was physically abusive. Both of my parents drank. Um, my mom really played the victim. And I say that only because um, she would often provoke my dad, not that what my dad did was okay, because it's not, and I'm not making excuses. And so I don't want it to come across as, as though I am. Um, but my mom would often provoke my my dad when she was drunk um, or when she was just pissed off. And um, and they would get into these physical fights. And when they would get into these physical fights, me and my sisters felt like we had to stick up for my mom. Um, because at the time, we didn't know that she was provoking him. We just thought he was freaking nuts and so and drunk. And so, um, so we would stick up for my mom. We would get into the middle of it so that he would hit us instead of hitting my mom. And my mom would let that happen. And um, and that was a tough situation to be in as a kid. My dad would also hit us. Um, I have three older sisters, um, and he, he hit every one of us. I think my sister, Anne, um, who's the, um, second oldest, she probably got it the worst. Um, she was a, she's super smart and, um, and she's just, she's incredibly intelligent and she knows what she's doing. And she, when she was younger, um, she would try to manipulate both of my parents and she would, um, lie about things, uh, when she was younger and she'd really try to push my dad's buttons more than anything, just to piss him off because the shit that he was doing is wrong. And so, and you know, she's a kid and she's, she's trying to figure out her own life and her own self and where her value is and what she should be doing. And, you know, my parents weren't exactly teaching us the the right skill sets. And so, you know, she would get into my dad's face and um, he would hit her and they would fight a lot. And um, and that was that was really hard um, growing up with and, and witnessing that and seeing it. And, you know, you want to stick up for your your sister as well. And, you know, there's not much that you can do when they're when they're both kind of going at it with each other. And um, but for some reason with my mom, we felt like we needed to stick up for her and we would jump right in. And so, um, my three sisters, um, 
also <laughs> tortured me growing up. I think a part of that is just natural. It just, you know, it is what it is. Um, but it, it did, it, it was really hard because, you know, I would be waking up in the middle of the night with my bed being thrown off. Like they would throw the, they would literally throw the mattress off of, off of with me in it. And, um, and so, you know, I would wake up to things like that, or I'd wake up in the middle of the night to them, um, you know, saying like whispering scary things to me. Um, and I didn't know that it was them or they'd wake me up and tell me that there was a troll that was watching me and that it was going to kill me or, you know, just things like that. Like I, I felt like I couldn't relax at all in my own house. And then we also had, um, people who would stay at our house, uh, family members, uh, cousins, um, you know, we really took like all of the strays in, I guess. I don't know if that's the right word or if that offends people, but it's kind of what it was. Like we would just take anybody in who needed the help, which is nice, except for the fact that like my parents also needed to feed their kids and they needed to take care of them. And, um, we weren't being taken care of and, um, you know, they would bring people in who were doing drugs. And so we would see the drugs around in the house and they would bring people, and who um, were just mean. And again, you know, you felt like you couldn't be comfortable in your own house. And I remember my cousin was staying with us and he at one point, and he was just mean, like psychopath mean, like he would come after you, he would try to, you know, hit you or hurt you in any way that he could. And he was constantly, you know, wreaking havoc when he was um, at our house. And it was just scary. Like you didn't want to go to bed at night um, on top of everything else that was going on. So it was really, um, it was just scary. And so um, I was known as being the youngest. Um, people always said that I was like a spoiled brat um, because I would throw temper tantrums. And I did. I threw temper tantrums. Now I know the reason that I did it was because I felt so completely out of control uh, in my home life and at school and in my neighborhood. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. Um, I didn't know how to control anything around me. And so that's what I did. If there was something that seemed off, I would freak out. I had these crazy phobias growing up. I couldn't get into an elevator. I wouldn't go on a roller coaster. I wouldn't um, the weather scared me. Everything that was a possible unknown, I had an utter phobia of. Um, and so um, my oldest sister, um, Marie, she was um, also angry and temperamental. And you knew to kind of leave her alone and just to stay away from her. Um, she only, she, she only did it if you like got in her face. Um, but she was diagnosed with learning disabilities at a, at a really young age. She wasn't supposed to graduate high school. She did. So good for her. Um, she did a few years after she was supposed to, but she did it. She just kept working at it. Um, and then she ended up being diagnosed with bipolar, uh, one with, uh, uh, psychotic, uh, episodes, um, as an adult. And so, which makes sense because I mean, she really was ups and downs and kind of all over the place as a, as a young kid as well. So, um, you know, so I remember being, gosh, I must've been like seven or eight. And I remember having a, um, I was, I was in the car with my mom and we were driving and, um, it was really bright outside and we were trying, the windows were rolled down cause it was super, super hot. And we just, we were trying to get some fresh air as we were driving the car. Um, and I remember looking outside and I was seeing people like riding, um, just, just walking with 
you know, the grocery carts like homeless people do. And I remember thinking, like, I just looked over to my mom and I said, you know, what if people who are in mental institution or people, people who we see as crazy, what if they're not crazy? What if they just know too much about the world and it's too much to take? And again, I was probably like seven, between seven and nine. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember the exact age, but I was really, I was really young. And to say that at such a young age that it, A, tells you how much I really enjoy um, mental health, uh, you know, and how much it's really been a part of my life, but also how much I was really growing up in, in the middle of it and how much I was really seeing. And, and um, it, but I was, I was just completely fascinated by it because of all of the shit that I was going through. I didn't know that it was because of the shit I was going through, but I, but you know, that's, it, it stayed with me. Um, and I still believe that to this day. Um, and so I, um, as I grew up, as I got older, um, mental health was still a big part of my life. I was, I found myself fascinated by it. I was always doing research on it looking up, looking things up, looking into things, figuring out what things meant. Um, and you know, things were still the same between my parents, my sister, um, and the one who, who was really fighting with my dad, she ended up leaving and uh, my oldest sister, Marie, she she left. She went to the Conservation Corps and was trying to live her life. Um, and uh, so it was just me and Lizzie living with my parents. And um, they were still fighting. They were still drinking all the time. They were drinking hard liquor. They were drinking beer. I mean, whatever they could get their hands on, really, I think. But, they, but primarily, my dad liked his beer. My mom really liked her gin and tonics during that time. So... Um, they would, they were still fighting. My dad was cheating on my mom on a regular basis. They had, we, I remember like they would be calling, these women would be calling the house asking for my dad. And, um, we would, they would come over to our house actually. And, um, I remember in high school, uh, in high school, I had, um, the girl, a daughter of a woman that my, uh, dad was sleeping with was at my school and we both knew uh, what was going on, but we both never said anything to each other. And that was really awkward. Those weird times. Um, but it was shit like that. Like it, it was just all the time, constant, like just stuff that's just not okay was happening in my house. And um, we were constantly getting in the way of my parents um, fighting, even as teenagers just felt like we needed to get in the way of it and stop it from so that my mom wasn't being hit by my dad. Um, and there was one night when um, this is one of the most memorable nights that I have. I was probably around 12 years old. My sister, Anne came. She, she was staying with us for a little while. Um, she had moved back. And um, uh, my dad found out that she did something and I honestly can't remember what it is, but he ended up, um, he beat the shit out of her. She had a fat lip, a, a, a black eye. She was, um, she was a mess. He slammed her. He took her outside on the back porch and he slammed her head against the banister of the, of the back porch. And then, um, he, he just kept hitting her and, um, and it was such a traumatic experience. I remember all of us crying and, um, it was just, it was really hard to, um, witness, you know, your father doing that to his daughter. Um, 
like like that would be okay and the next day he she she was over at the house to pick up her things and he saw her and his response was just what happened to your lip and then he turned around and walked away like what are you thinking at that point you know what I mean like what how 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 could you do that and how could you then try to make a joke about it afterwards and um and so um I remember as a teenager, um, I ran away a couple of times. Um, I got into drugs. Um, I I ended up dropping out of school when I was um, a junior in high school. Um, And I was partying. I was drinking. I was experimenting with different types of drugs. I was doing crystal meth for a little while. Um, And I was, um, I hated my parents. Um, I hated both of them. I just, I just, I couldn't stand them. I couldn't stand that that they were drinking so much. Um, and I couldn't stand that they were fighting. I couldn't stand that my dad was abusive to us. And I remember one time he had taken, uh, he's pissed off at me for something. And I was probably like picking at him. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I went to go try to leave the house and he tried to bring me back in the house and he picked me up over his shoulder and he threw me back down on the ground and my back hit um, a, the corner of a step and it like snapped um, my back. And I ended up going and getting x-rays um, for it. And it, the doctor had said, were you in a car accident recently? Because you have discs that are misplaced. And um, and I didn't say anything. I just said, oh, you know, no, I wasn't. That's weird. And um, And then my mom pretended like she had no idea what it was. Um, and so by the time I, so you can only imagine, you know, growing up in that type of environment and trying to find some sort of control and trying to figure out where you fit in, um, uh, Anne and, um, Lizzie were going to be the ones that were going to go to college and they were going to make something of themselves. Um, everybody always said like, you guys are so smart. You guys are the ones who are going to do something. You guys are the ones who are going to get somewhere. You guys are going to be the one that go to college. That was never me. They never said that to me at all. And so, you know, I never cared for school. I never took it seriously. And so, um, there was this one night when, after I dropped out and I was, smoking crystal meth and I hadn't eaten anything at all that day and I ended up going to a party and I went to the party and as soon as I got there I grabbed a tequila bottle and I just took shots and I took six shots at one um at one time just back to back to back to back and I had um I probably weighed about 110 pounds maybe even less than that because I was um you know, the drugs that I was doing, I wasn't eating a whole lot then for a little while. Um, I don't remember much of that night. Uh, I remember laying on the couch somewhere and I started, I just remember like heaving and somebody saying, she's going to throw up. And then I remember the next morning, somebody took me home. I got home and, um, that entire day, my heart was just pounding, pounding out of my chest. My head was throbbing. I was throwing up all day. At this point, I, was, I wasn't even throwing up food. And um, I was so sick. I was so sick. And then finally, that night, 
I told my mom because I wasn't getting any better. And I said, I think I'm ODing and I need to go to the hospital. And she said, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And I told her what was going on. And she's like, well, I'm not taking you to the hospital. You can deal with it. And the reason that she said that wasn't because she was trying to teach me a lesson. She said it because she was drunk. So she knew that she couldn't take me to the hospital. And then she, um, she also didn't want the neighbors to see what was going on because they hung out with the neighbors all the time. And so the neighbors always knew what was happening in our house and she didn't want them to know. So it was just, nope. I'm not taking you. You need to figure it out. And so the next, the couple days later, once the, once my body got some rest and I was able to eat a little bit, I said, screw this. And I said, they were going to be moving to um, a different state uh, in the next few months anyway. Um, they had put the house up for sale. And I said, I'm going and I'm going to go now. Um and I didn't really give them an option. I basically just said, like, I'm not healthy. I'm not doing well. I'm not going to fucking live my life the same way that you guys did. I'm going to, I'm going. And they let me. I left. Um, and I started, I stayed with my aunt in a really small, beautiful, gorgeous town and with my cousin. And I started going to school. And when I went to school, I was getting straight A's. I was taking the bus. I was a senior, um, maybe a junior. Yeah, I was a junior. Sorry. I was a junior um, with freshman credits and I was taking the bus to school. Cows along the side of the road, very rural and um, doing what I needed to do to um, stay above water. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't even really making a whole lot of friends. I just stayed to myself. I did all of my work. I was getting straight A's and I had no idea I could even get straight A's, but I found out like, damn, I'm pretty smart. I can fucking do this. So um, that was pretty cool. I was doing a lot better. I was getting, you know, I was feeling more comfortable. Um, and then my parents moved, moved up. And so I needed to go back and stay with them. I couldn't stay with my aunt forever. And so I moved back in and I decided I'm just going to get my GED. Screw it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to start all over once again at a new school um, and so I went and got my GED and then, um, I turned 18, I had my GED and all of a sudden, and I taught myself how to drive. Nobody taught me how to drive. I had to teach myself how to drive because nobody would take me. Um, and I ended up starting to have these weird symptoms where, I couldn't sleep. I felt incredibly restless and I would just start pacing around my house. And like I, I, for hours, I would just pace and pace and pace and pace and go in circles around my house. And I was, I stopped sleeping. I wasn't sleeping anymore. And then, um, I suddenly was scared of everything, everything, every move that I was making. If the faucet turned on, it scared me. If um, the laundry turned off and made a buzzing sound. It scared me. If um, no matter what, I was just I was scared of everything, and it got to the point where suddenly I couldn't leave my house. I did not want to leave. I didn't want to go out anywhere. I didn't want to deal with anything. I was too scared. I had no friends. I was alone, and I was basically agoraphobic. And. One day, my sister, Lizzie, and my mom said, we're going to the store. You're going to come with us. Let's go to Walmart. 
okay, yeah, that's a great place for somebody like me right now. Let's go to fucking Walmart. And so, but I did, um, cause I didn't know what I had. I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, oh, okay, well, let me try it. Maybe it'll make me feel better. Let's get out of the house. No, I got to Walmart and I ended up freaking out. I was like, Suddenly there was tunnel vision. I was hyperventilating. I wasn't seeing things straight. My heart was thumping out of my chest. Um, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I couldn't walk and something was wrong. I just knew in my gut, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Something's happening. And so my sister took me out to the flower garden of Walmart and we um, started pacing around the flower beds and then she, I, I can't remember if it was her, or if it was me, but then suddenly there was a realization of, oh my gosh, this is a panic attack. This is a full blown panic attack. And it all started to make sense. And so I got back to the house and I started doing research, all kinds of research. And all of the symptoms that I was having was exactly what a panic attack was. I, you know, the tunnel vision, the hyperventilating, the shortness of breath, the, the fear that you're either going to die or that you're going crazy, which for me, it's always that I'm going crazy. Every time I have a panic attack, I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. That's what the problem is. Um, and once I became aware of that, so many things came into place and I started having conversations with my family. Like I'm not a spoiled brat. (laughs) I'm having panic attacks, people. <laughs> like, um, and every and then and, and once I became aware, I wasn't diagnosed yet. I didn't get actually diagnosed until later on. Um, but once I became aware that I was having panic attacks, um, I started to calm down a little bit because I realized this is something that I have control over. I can control this um, a little bit, at least you know as much as I can, and. So I started moving forward from there. I eventually um, got out of um, got out of the house. I started working, um, and I ended up making friends. And I was in a pretty good place for a little while. Um, but that's the thing about mental health. Sometimes you're okay, and sometimes you're not. Um, but just knowing that I was having panic attacks. I really started doing, I I ended up actually getting like fully diagnosed uh, with panic disorder, but it wasn't until later. And I was doing more and more research on why I do have panic attacks. What, what is causing me to have panic attacks? How come I'm having them and my sisters aren't having them? Um, Well, they were, (laughs) Um, they just manifest in different ways for everybody. And for me, I just happen to be somebody who's who's incredibly sensitive to other people's feelings and other people's emotions and the things that are around them. And so it just came out for me in a different way than it did for other people um, or than it did for my sisters. And so um, it started, that's when I really started paying attention to my childhood and I started looking back on things. And there's a lot of memories about my childhood that I I don't remember. Um, My sisters remember and they would talk to me about it. And I'm like, I don't remember that happening because there's a lot of, because of the trauma that I went through growing up, I realized that I blocked out a lot of stuff. 
And that still to this day really scares me thinking about what is it that I don't remember. And I remember a lot more stuff happening um, that, you know, we'll, we'll get into during another episode, but um, some of it are fragments, some of it are feelings, some of it are smells and just, you know, specific things that suddenly bring, pop something up into your brain. Um, and it's a really scary feeling knowing that, that sometimes there's something that you remember and other times your brain doesn't remember it at all. And I don't know how many of you really can relate to that feeling. And I don't know if I'm really explaining it well, but um, that scares me still. I still have uh, panic attacks um, about that in itself. And so, um, so that was my childhood growing up and that's how I ended up becoming aware that I was having panic attacks. And that's how I ended up, um, being able to start figuring out how to take care of it in a healthy way. Um, and you know, there's a lot more to it than just that, but, um, you know, that's essentially what it was like growing up and, um, I'm hoping that over the next uh, few episodes, we'll talk about, you know, when I did become aware of things, how I kind of took control over certain things and the things that I don't have control over and then going over what my day to day is now um, and kind of what it looks like. And so I'm hoping that with this episode, um, some of you guys can take this with you and understand that as a kid, you go through stuff and things happen to you and you go through traumatic experiences and it's not your fucking fault. And it took me a long time. I, I genuinely thought I am just a spoiled brat. I just want everything my way. I only care about myself. I don't care about anybody else that's around me. And it took me a long time to realize that that is not true. I care very deeply about other people. I just want everybody else around me to do well. I just have panic attacks that prevent me from being able to express the things that I'm feeling properly because I wasn't raised with that tool in my toolbox. And so, um, and it took me a long time to realize I am not a shitty person. Um, I just had a shitty childhood. And um, I hope that for those of you out there who have gone through similar situations that I have, or even worse, where people are saying negative things about you, you know, I was told that I was a bitch growing up by my father. I was told that I was worthless and I was going to amount to nothing. I was told that I wasn't going to be somebody who's going to graduate or somebody who's going to go to college or somebody who's going to make it anywhere. Um, and you believe those fucking words. You believe them to this day. I still say to myself, I'm worthless. Why am I here? I'm fucking worthless. And, um, but I have to remind myself, that's not me talking. That is somebody else who's talking and don't fucking believe it because it's not true. And so I hope that you guys can take some of this and take it with you and know that you had a shitty experience or you had a shitty childhood or you were just dealt a really shitty deck um, when it comes to mental health and you're not alone and you're not the only person that's going through it and stick with me and we can go through this together because I could use somebody too. And so um, with that said, that I think that's all that I have for you guys today. I don't want to make this too long. Um, like I said, the next episodes, we're going to get more into awareness and then we're going to get more into kind of the day-to-day -day of what things are like for me now um, and how I try to survive and how some days I don't get my ass out of bed and that's fucking okay. And I have to learn to be okay with that for myself. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. 
Um, and thank you so much. And hopefully I wasn't too awkward and weird during this episode. Um, I think I wanted to cry about three times. So, all right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in and I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks.